everybody. This is Ricky D, and you're listening to Best Flicks with Ricky D 2.0. That's right, we're changing up the format this week. Instead of just going in-depth on one show, I want to do a little bit shallower discussion on four different shows. That way I can give you multiple suggestions instead of trying to con- spending the entire episode c- trying to convince you just to watch one thing. So today I'm going to be talking about Documentary Now, Master of None, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and The Trailer Park Boys, all of which are Netflix comedies. So before I get into any of that, I of course need to tell you that I'm on Twitter, at D. if you want to join me there. I'm always telling you what I'm watching every night, trying to throw a little bit of a comedic spin into my tweets. Please also follow at a sudden but the sudden but inevitable rewatch, where we are rewatching <clears throat> Firefly. We do a new episode every week on Friday evenings. We go live and we do our shows live. But you can also listen to our backlog. We just finished up the Janestown episode, which is my favorite episode, and we're coming up on I believe Out of Gas, the episode where they get stranded. So that is going to be fun. I've been having so much fun on the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch. So please come and join us. We, uh, My podcast here, Best Flicks and Sudden But Inevitable, are part of the Twist My Arm Network. <clears throat> so if you want to follow them on Twitter, that's at Twist My Arm Cast. And uh, the TMA, Twist My Arm Network, is also on Facebook. Everything we're doing can be found on the Twist by Arm Network on Facebook. Uh, We're doing my podcast. We're doing a podcast about local businesses. We do uh, tabletop role-playing games. We do video game streaming. We do all kinds of stuff. And last advertisement, I know it's getting long, uh, my buddy Ryan, who's been a part of the uh, Best Flicks podcast, he's helped me host a couple of these. He is Alva Fox on Instagram. That is A-L-V-A-F-O-X-X on Instagram. He does some really cool art. I couldn't have done, couldn't have started this without him. Uh, If you want to take a look at any of his stuff, if you want to buy any of his stuff off of Threadless, he does have that available. So with all of that business out of the way, let's get down to the podcast. The first one I wanted to talk about is Documentary Now. This is a Facebook original program. Uh, starring Fred Armisen and Bill Hader, and it's also worked on with Seth Meyers. He is a writer. All three of these guys are uh, SNL alums. I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Live. I like what they're doing now. I like what they've done in the past. Uh, I just love sketch comedy in general. Uh, It's also worth noting that this show has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's got three seasons. It's got 94%. This show is killing it. Uh, The only concern I have is I'm not sure anybody's watching this show. Uh, So I wanted to put it on Best Flicks and get it a little bit of attention. Uh, What they do in Documentary Now is they take what is already a fairly popular, well-known documentary, and they redo it in their own sketch comedy style. So one of the early documentaries that they take on is Canuck the Warrior, and it uh, 
the original documentary for Canuck the Warrior was this uh, Inuit man, and he has a camera, and he films himself basically living the life of somebody up in the Antarctic region. And I've never seen the original documentary. I don't think I've seen the original documentary of any of these. But you can tell that when uh, Fred Armisen and Bill Hader are doing it, they are copying a lot of shots one for one. Uh, There's a lot of dragging the sled across the ice and learning to ice fish and that kind of thing. But the the narrative that they put over the top of everything really is what brings comedy to light. Uh, They also put a lot of comedic flair into it that really wasn't there in the original documentary. Uh, It's also worth pointing out that Helen Mirren, uh, she uh, does the intros to all of these shows. Uh, She's a huge name, and I wouldn't see her lending her voice or her stature to a silly little Netflix show that's making fun of documentaries, but here she is, so that's kind of amazing. Uh, So I just wanted to mention Documentary Now. I'm going to throw out a couple of my favorite episodes. The very first episode, they call it Sandy Passage. They're making fun of Grey Gardens, which was a documentary team just went into kind of look at this mother and daughter who are living together and they're kind of creepy and the actual documentary can be found uh i believe it's on youtube but it's just kind of this weird creepy documentary about this mother and daughter and bill Hader and fred armison they just take the humorous creep factor up into the stratosphere where they're singing to each other and they're putting on this kind of weird faux sexual relationship between the two of them and they're always like also coming on to the cameramen and it's just absolutely hysterical it's the very first episode of the entire series and i think it's a great place to put the episode because it'll really reel you in so take a look at documentary now check out that first episode uh and if you don't if you're not extremely familiar with bill Hader or fred armison this will be an excellent introduction because those guys are absolutely comic geniuses so another show that i wanted to take a look at is master of none this is another one i'm going to be giving a good review to one of the things i think i'm going to struggle with at during this podcast is shows that i don't like Uh, I want to put a few shows in here that I don't recommend, but if I don't recommend them, then how am I going to know so much about them to tell you guys? So I'm going to have to hunt down some shows like that for you, but this is not that show. Master of None, starring Aziz Ansari. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's at 100%. 100%. It has at least 40 reviews. I couldn't find out It didn't tell me exactly how many there were, but I went through at least four pages that had 10 reviews each. So it has at least between 40 and 50 reviews. So it's not like there's just three reviews sitting out there that are calling it positive. It's got 
a big heaping handful of reviews all calling it good. Uh, <clears throat> this is a show kind of responsible. I want to throw that out there. One, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious. It's cute. It's quirky. Uh, cute is not usually my thing for sitcoms, but this show does cute very, very well. So I appreciate the cute coming out of this. Uh, I'll get back to that responsible thing. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched Master and Nun, so I tried to get in a few episodes last night, and there was one that they call the one episode that I watched was called Indian Indians on TV, and it dealt with the fact that. Indians have been poorly represented represented on American television uh, basically since America, since television was released up until 2021. And uh, there was a montage at the very beginning that went through the Indians that have been on television, and they showed the guy from Short Circuit, who was a white guy playing an Indian, he was in brown face, to Dr. Hibbert on The Simpsons, who was a white guy using kind of offensive, stereotypical voice to portray Apu. I think I just said Dr. Hibbert. Uh, Apu, not Dr. Hibbert. Uh, and there are other times, or there's, uh, there's many other situations of that where there's white people taking jobs from Indians in Hollywood. So this episode kind of unraveled some of that. Uh, and... There's a point where Aziz Ansari and his friend are going out for a show called Three Buddies, and it's supposed to be kind of like Friends, where they expect it to go on for ten seasons, and everybody's going to make a ton of money off of this show. And Aziz does a really good job auditioning, and so does his friend. And somehow Aziz gets forward an email chain going, yeah, we want Aziz, we want Ravi in this show, but we can't have two of them, right? And two of them refers to two Indian guys. You can't have two Indian guys on the show or else it's an Indian show. It's not a mainstream American show. And they also said we'll have both of them in and we'll try to see which one can curry our favor. Which is which is a wildly inappropriate thing to say. Uh, whether you're just talking to a friend or if you've got it in a professional email or whatever, you don't you just don't do that so Aziz has this email with all of this information and they're going back and forth about what to do about it but since Aziz has this information now the studio execs are trying to bring Aziz in and get him as a part of the three buddies show and Aziz has to decide does he want to use this information and unleash it and let these kind of crappy guys deal with the negative, the negative results of their behavior? Or does Aziz just want to get in on this three buddies money and get friends rich? So does he want to, does his loyalty lie with himself or does his loyalty lie with uh, his identity, his racial identity? So that was a very interesting episode, and that's why I say it's kind of a responsible show. But at the same time, it's extremely funny. It's extremely cute. It's extremely quirky. It's a show that really... It handles itself very well. 
there are currently two seasons of Master of None out, but uh, there is a third season coming out. The first two came out in 2015, 2016, and I guess season three is coming out in late 2021. Uh, kind of rare for that kind of thing to happen, but when you're dealing with Netflix and Amazon Prime and HBO, that's the kind of thing you can do versus network television. So, highly recommend Master of None. Uh, I don't know if it quite deserves 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, but hard to disagree, I guess. Uh, I also wanted to take a look at Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Here's another one coming in from a few years back. This show started in 2015. There are four seasons and an interactive movie if you've ever done that on Netflix. But this show was written by Robert Carlock and Tina Fey. I know Robert Carlock as Tina Fey's husband because I'm wildly jealous of him. If there was some way I could destroy him and become him so that I could be Tina Fey's hu husband, that would be my life's desire. But I can't. So, Kimmy Schmidt is the story of a group of girls who got locked in a bunker and they had to stay there through the end of the world. Uh, this is a bizarre show. 96% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's definitely not bad, but it's kind of weird to describe the storyline. So these girls get caught in a bunker with Reverend Gary and he tells them the world has ended and they don't really understand that the world is still going. And then 15, 20 years later, all of a sudden, the magic door to this bunker is opening up, and they're being hauled back out into the real world. And this is starring Ellie Kemper. I'm sure you know her as Erin, the receptionist on The Office. Uh, she is the titular character, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And after the first episode... The show really revolves around her and her misadventures going around New York City and not really understanding technology and the future and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, so she meets up with Titus Burgess, uh, who also goes by Titus. If you were a 30 Rock fan, you know him as <clears throat> Titus from the Queen of Jordan episode. Uh there was a 30 Rock episode where it was kind of, instead of us seeing 30 Rock, we watched Queen of Jordan, uh, where Angie, Tracy Jordan's wife, was the star of the episode, and she had her entourage following her around, much like Tracy has an entourage. And <clears throat> we just got to see how Angie really rules the roost, and Tracy's just kind of a pawn in the Jordan household. But if you like this show, you'll definitely love 30 Rock. And if you haven't seen 30 Rock, go watch it. You gotta see it. 30 Rock was one of the best shows on primetime in its day. So we've got Kimmy. We've got Titus. Uh, she's living in a rundown New York apartment with Titus. She's not really dealing with the mean streets of New York very well. Although... Because it's a Tina Fey comedy, it's all very slapstick 
kind of mean streets of New York. Uh, we also go see Jane Krakowski, another 30 Rock alum. Uh, Jane Krakowski played Jenna Maroney in 30 Rock. So another Tina Fey, Jane Krakowski, Titus. Uh, everybody's familiar with working together. Jane Krakowski plays a homemaker for a very, 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 very wealthy individual. And she just needs basically Kimmy to be a maid, even though she doesn't really need help with anything because she just stays at home being rich. But I guess those are the people who have the most maids, right? So uh, we have Jane Krakowski being this very uptight person, demanding very much out of Kimmy. Kimmy, who doesn't really know how to cope with this future world she's in, and all kinds of bizarre comedy ensues. Um, at one point, there's a robot butler. I remember that from later on. So keep your eyes open for the robot butler. Uh, there is a bratty child involved who causes all kinds of havoc. And if you like Tina Fey's comedy, you've got to check out Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, it's four seasons. There is a interactive kind of movie. I don't know if you've ever tried those on Netflix. There aren't very many of them. The only two I can think of off the top of my head are this one right here, uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt versus The Reverend, and there was also a Black Mirror one. It's very similar to those old choose-your-own-adventure books, uh, if you remember reading those when you guys were kids. You know, uh, there's a bunch of snakes coming. Do you want to fend off the snakes, or do you run away? And based on your choices that's where the book takes you and then you have more choices down the road and you know it's kind of a fork in the road and you usually just kind of end up in the same place but it's interesting i don't i haven't seen netflix do it recently but i think it's cool that they gave that a shot can't harm can't complain that they were trying right and finally last one i want to talk about trailer park boys if you were watching Netflix streaming early on in the in its uh, infancy, I guess, tra you probably watched some Trailer Park Boys. This is what all the guys were getting together, smoking a joint, and watching when streaming was early on. Uh, originally, Trailer Park Boys was not originally a Netflix property. It did start out on CTV, which I believe is just Canadian television. Uh, however, there there aren't a lot of Canadian television shows that get a lot of popularity and purchase. I think it's because Canada is kind of low on population, and in the places that it does have a high population, like Quebec, they might not be interested in english-speaking television shows or yeah I, I guess i don't have a great explanation why but it's fairly rare for canadian television shows to be popular but once uh once trailer park boys hit netflix and they started finding international audiences this silly little show absolutely exploded uh and netflix ended up acquiring the rights to Trailer Park Boys, and I just want to throw out that uh, 
for the TV show I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't even have a score. I think the audience score was around 70%, but as far as real critics, the show doesn't even have a rating. So, after it's run on Canadian television, it got super popular on Netflix. So, Netflix got a hold of John Paul Tremblay, who's Julian, Rob Wells, who is Ricky, and Mike Smith as Bubbles, and they just cut a huge deal. They brought back the original television show, they made multiple movies, and they also ended up doing these weird sketch comedy outside-the-park shows, and that's kind of where I fell off. Uh, if you want to talk about the actual TV show, loved it. Absolutely loved it. You have to watch like seasons 1 through 12 or whatever they have. Uh, most seasons are only 6 to 10 episodes, so it, while 12, episodes, 12 seasons sounds daunting, it's not that bad. Uh, but the movies kind of lame there's just trailer park show trailer park boys the movie 57 percent on rotten tomatoes and trailer park boys don't legalize it 46 percent on rotten tomatoes they're not must see like i'm saying the tv show must see i'd say get together with some of the boys get a couple of beers load a bowl watch trailer park boys but for the movies, for this outside-of-the-park thing, it can definitely be skipped. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, this has been Best Flicks 2.0. It's a little bit of an experiment. I'm trying to hit more shows, a little less time, trying to give some basic information. I hope you guys liked it. If you have any feedback, please hit me on Twitter, at D. If you want to check out the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, we're going Friday nights, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we've already got a couple of fans that are watching us every single episode live, and we're up to like 500 downloads, which is unbelievable. I can't believe that many people are checking us out and really interested in what we have to say. I couldn't be more grateful. And until next week, this is Best Flicks, Ricky D, signing off. And this is Best Flicks with Ricky D, signing back on because I have to admit to a mistake I was editing this show and fact checking myself a little bit and it turns out Documentary Now is not a best a Netflix original it actually originally came out on IFC the independent film channel before it uh, came to Netflix so I need to check myself on that I need to let the audience know that I was incorrect and I just wanted to admit to a mistake. So I'm not pulling it off the show. I still think it's an amazing program and everybody needs to see it. But I did want to just be transparent that I did make a mistake. And I wanted you guys to know. Thanks for coming with me. This is Ricky D.